ക്ലാസ് ട്വൽവ് ബയോളജി ചാപ്റ്റർ നമ്പർ ത്രീ ഹ്യൂമൻ റീപ്രൊഡക്ഷൻ ആസ് യു ആർ അവേർ ഹ്യൂമൻസ് ആർ സെക്ഷലി റീപ്രൊഡ്യൂസിംഗ് ആൻഡ് വിവിപെറസ് ദ റീപ്രൊഡക്റ്റീവ് ഇവൻസ് ഇൻ ഹ്യൂമൻസ് ഇൻക്ലൂഡ് ഫോർമേഷൻ ഓഫ് ഗമീറ്റ്സ് ഗമീറ്റോജനസിസ് ദാറ്റ് ഈസ് സ്പേംസ് ഇൻ മെയിൽസ് ആൻഡ് ഓവംസ് ഇൻ ഫീമെയിൽസ് transfer of sperms into the female genital tract insemination and fusion of the male and female gametes fertilization leading to formation of the zygote this is followed by formation and development of blastocyst and its attachment to the uterine wall implantation embryonic development gestation and the delivery of the baby parturition you have learned that these reproductive events occur after puberty these are remarkable differences between the reproductive events in the male and the female for example sperm formation continues even in old men but formation of ovum ceases in women around the age of 50 years let us examine the male and the female reproductive systems in humans part 3.1 the male reproductive system the male reproductive system is located in the pelvis region it includes a pair of testes along with accessory ducts glands and external genitalia the testes are situated outside the abdominal cavity within a pouch called scrotum the scrotum helps in maintaining the low temperature of the testes 2 to 2.5 2 to 2.5 degree centigrade lower than the normal internal body temperature scrotum helps in maintaining the low temperature of the testes that is 2 to 2.5 degree centigrade lower than the normal body temperature necessary for the spermatogenesis process In adults each testis is oval in shape with a length of 4 to 5 cm and a width of 2 to 3 cm The testis is covered by a dense covering Each testis has about 250 compartments Each compartment is named as testicular lobules Now each lobule or the testicular lobule that is the one of the 250 compartments in the testis each lobule contains 1 to 3 highly coiled seminiferous tubules so each of these compartments contain 1 to 3 highly coiled seminiferous tubules in which sperms are produced each seminiferous tubules is lined on its inside by two types of cells the male germ cells spermatogonia and the sertoli cells also known as sustentacular cells or nurse cells the male germ cells undergo meiotic division finally leading to sperm formation while sertoli cells provide nutrition to the germ layers germ cells the germ cells are mainly the spermatogonia which will do meiosis to form the primary uh, from the differentiate to form the primary spermatocyte from there it will undergo meiosis to form the secondary spermatocytes and thereby form spermatids and mature spermatozoa the male germ cells undergo meiotic division finally leading to sperm formation while sertoli cells provide nutrition to the germ cells 
द रीजन आउटसाइड द सेमिनिफेरस ट्यूब्यूल्स कॉल्ड इंटस्टिशियल स्पेस तो इन बिटवीन द कंपार्टमेंट देर इज अ स्पेस कॉल्ड द इंटस्टिशियल स्पेस कंटेंट्स स्मॉल ब्लड बेसल्स एंड इंटस्टिशियल सेल्स और द लेडिक सेल्स लेडिक सेल्स सिंथेसाइज एंड सीक्रीट टेस्टिकुलर हॉर्मोन्स कॉल्ड एंड्रोजेंस तो मेन मेनली विच एंड्रोजन इज सिंथेसाइज बाई टेस्टिस इट इज टेस्टोस्टेडॉन अदर इम्यूनोलॉजिकली कॉम्पिटेंट सेल्स आर ऑल्सो प्रेजेंट अदर इम्यूनोलॉजिकली कंपोनेंट्स आर ऑल्सो प्रेजेंट इन द इंटस्टिशियल स्पेसेस वेर द लेडिक सेल्स आर ऑल्सो फाउंड द मेल सेक्स एक्सेसरी डार्ट्स इंक्लूड रेटिटेस्टिस वासा इफरेंशिया एपिडिडाइमिस वास डिफरेंस रेडिटेस्टिस वासा इफरेंशिया एपिडिडाइमिस वास डिफरेंस The seminiferous tubules of the testis open into the vasa efferentia through the reti testis. The vasa efferentia leave the testis and open into the epididymis located along the posterior surface. The epididymis is located along the posterior surface of each testis. The epididymis leads to vas deferens that ascends to the abdomen and loops over the urinary bladder. the vas deferens ascends to the abdomen from the scrotum and loops over the urinary bladder it receives a duct from the seminal vesicles and open into the urethra as the ejaculatory duct these ducts store and transport the sperms from the testis to the outside through the urethra the urethra originates from the urinary bladder and extends into the penis to its external opening the external opening of the urethra is called urethral meatus so the journey of sperm from the testis to the urethra will be as follows it will start from the seminiferous tubules it will mature by the process of spermatogenesis and it will be released into the lumen through the of the seminiferous tubules by the process of spermiogenesis from there it will it will take the path through the efferent tubules that is from testis it will take to efferent tubules then it will go to reti testis from reti testis it will go to epididymis through the vasa efferentia from the reti testis it will go to epididymis through what it will go through vasa efferentia so first it comes from the testis to the reti testis by the efferent tubules then from the efferent tubules it will uh, go to reti testis from reti testis to epididymis it will take vasa efferentia from epididymis it will go from caput corvus cauda caput epididymis cauda epididymis the three parts of the epididymis the top is the caput then corvus then cauda epididymis from there to vas deferens from vas deferens it will take on to urethra then there is prostatic urethra then it will go to membranous urethra then as it enters the penis it will be called as penile urethra from penile urethra it will go to urethral meatus and then out to the outside environment the penis is the male external genitalia the external genitalia of the male is the penis 
it is made up of special tissue that helps in the erection of the penis to facilitate insemination the two tissues that is present in the penis are corpora cavernosa and corpora spongiosum to corpora cavernosa had has cavities uh, in which the blood gets filled which makes the erection which helps in the erection of the penis which that is necessary for uh, to facilitate the insemination the la- enlarged end of the penis is called the glans penis that is covered by a loose foreskin uh, loose fold of skin that is called the foreskin or the prepuce the male accessory glands include the seminal vesicles seminal vesicles sorry a prostate a paired bulbourethral gland also known as cowper's gland so pair structures are seminal vesicles and cowper's gland however the prostate is one the secretions of the <coughs> these glands constitute seminal plasma the semen is formed of the sperms and the seminal plasma the seminal semen is uh, the sperms are from the testes whereas the other part the seminal plasma is from the accessory glands the seminal plasma is rich in fructose calcium and certain enzymes fructose calcium and certain enzymes the secretions of the bulbourethral gland also helps in the lubrication of the penis part 3.2 the female reproductive system the female reproductive system consists of a pair of ovaries along with a pair of oviduct uterus cervix vagina and external genitalia so there are a pair of ovaries along with a pair of oviduct uterus is one however uh, there is one cervix and there is a vagina the two pair structures are ovaries and oviducts and uh, there is the external genitalia located in the pelvic region these parts of the system along with a pair of the mammary glands are integrated structurally and functionally so they are both integrated structurally and functionally to support the process of ovulation fertilization pregnancy birth and child care ovaries are the primary female sex organs that produce the female gamete ovum and ste- uh, st- several steroidal hormones known as ovarian hormones these ovaries are located one on each side of the lower abdomen so size of the ovary 2 to 4 cm in length and is connected to the pelvic wall by ligaments it is connected to the pelvic wall and the uterus by the ligaments the size of ovary 2 to 4 cm in length and connected to the pelvic wall and the uterus through ligaments each ovary is covered by a thin epithelium which encloses the ovarian stroma so if each of the ovaries are covered by a thin epithelium that encloses the ovarian stroma the stroma is developed uh, sorry divided into two zones the peripheral cortex and the inner medulla always it is for every organ the outer part is called the cortex say uh, for example for adrenal gland it is called the adrenal cortex and the adrenal medulla say for example kidney the outer part is called the cortex and inner part is called the uh, medulla uh, you see so uh, <coughs> most of the organs you see outer part is called the cortex and inner part is mostly referred to as the medulla the nomenclature the oviducts or the fallopian tubes the oviducts or fallopian tubes are the same thing the oviducts fallopian tubes that is same uterus and vagina constitute the female accessory ducts 
the fallopian tubes the uterus fallopian tubes are, are a pair uterus is one vagina is one constitute the female accessory ducts each fallopian tube is about 10 to 12 cm long size of ovary 2 to 4 cm size of fallopian tube 10 to 12 cm and extends from the periphery of the each ovary to the uterus the part closer to the ovary is called is the funnel shaped infundibulum this name is called the infundibulum it is the funnel shape that is closer to the ovary the edges of the infundibulum possesses finger like projections called fimbrae f i m b r i a e fimbrae which help in the collection of ovum after ovulation the infundibulum leads to a wider uh, part that is called the ampulla ampulla part of the ovidum the last part of the ovidum is called the isthmus has a narrow lumen and it joins the uterus the uterus is single and it is also called the womb the shape of the uterus is like an inverted pear the uterus also has a different name it is also called hystera hysterectomy is the surgical process surgery uh, which is used to remove the uterus from the woman in case of any disease so it is also known as uter- uh, hystera uterus uh, it is also known as womb commonly the shape of the uterus is inverted pear supported by ligaments attached to the pelvic wall the uterus opens into the vagina through a narrow cervix so from the uterus you start then you come to a narrow cervix and then to the vagina the cavity of the cervix is called the cervical canal which along with the vagina forms the birth canal the cervical canal that is the uh, you know that is the cavity of the cervix the cervix is mainly narrow However, the cavity that is the narrow cavity of the cervix is called the cervical canal. The cervical canal along with the vagina is called the birth canal. So, birth canal equals to cervical canal plus the vagina. I'm sorry, the birth canal. Yes, the birth canal is called the cervix uh, is equals to you can say the cervical canal plus the vagina. Yes, the wall of the uterus has three layers of tissue. So, three tissue layers. So from outside to inside, it is perimetrium, it is then myometrium, then endometrium. So perimetrium, it is external thin membranous structure. Then myometrium in the middle, it is the middle thick layer of smooth muscles. This myometrium is used for the contraction during the delivery of the baby. And the inner glandular layer called the endometrium that lines the uterine cavity. The endometrium undergoes cyclical changes during the menstrual cycle while myometrium exhibits strong contraction during the delivery of the baby. So cyclic uh, changes during menstrual cycle is by the endometrium. The female external genitalia includes mons pubis, labia majora, labia minora, hymen and clitoris. So the structures are mons pubis, labia majora that is major lip or the larger lip, the labia minora the smaller or the lesser lip the hymen the that is the hymen then there is clitoris so mons pubis is a cushion of fatty tissue covered by skin and pubic hair the labia majora are fleshy folds of tissue which extends down from the mons pubis and surrounds by the vagina and surrounds the vaginal opening so which tissue uh, uh, which part of the female external genitalia surrounds the 
सराउंड वेजाइनल ओपनिंग इट इज लेबिया मेजोरा लेबिया मेजोरा द ग्रेटर लिप और द बिगर लिप इट इज सराउंड द वेजाइनल ओपनिंग द लेबिया माइनोरा तो लेबिया माइनोरा पेयर फोल्ड्स ऑफ टिश्यू अंडर द लेबिया माइनोरा इट इज प्रेजेंट अंडर द लेबिया मेजोरा द लेसर लेप और द लेबिया माइनोरा प्रेजेंट प्रेजेंट अंडर द लेबिया मेजोरा द ओपनिंग ऑफ द वेजाइना इज ऑफन कवर्ड पार्शियली और फुल्ली समटाइम्स बाय मेम्ब्रेन कॉल्ड हाइमन हाइमन इट इज अ मेम्ब्रेन that covers the opening of the vagina there is this clitoris clitoris is a finger like structure which is a female excitatory excitatory organ it is a finger like structure which lies at the upper junction of the two labia minora not the majora the minora above the urethral opening not above the vaginal opening above the urethral opening the hymen is often tore during the first coitus intercourse however uh, it can also be broken by sudden fall or jolt insertion of vaginal tampon active participation in some sports like horseback riding cycling etc etc uh, it also persists in some women uh, even after the first coitus uh, in fact the you know presence or the absence of the hymen is not a reliable uh, reliable indicator of a virginity or the uh yeah. moving on to the mammary gland a mammary gland functional mammary gland is a characteristic of all female mammals the mammary glands are pair structures uh, commonly you can call it breasts that contain the glandular tissue glandular glandular tissue and uh, are uh, and variable amount of fat the glandular tissue of each breast is divided into the glandular part that is this fat portion and the glandular portion the glandular portion is re- responsible for the milk secretion the glandular part is divided into 50 15 to 20 mammary lobules 15 to 20 mammary lobules now uh, these contains clusters of cells called alveoli so these alveoli are responsible the primary uh, alveoli these are the primary responsible for the secretion of the milk now these milks is stored in the lumen of alveoli like if you remember the seminiferous tubules there were tubes inner wall of the tubes where had spermatogonia the spermatogonia made sperms which uh, which were more or less stored in the lumen of the seminiferous tubules likewise in mammary glands these cells are along the inner side and then they secrete milk which is stored in the lumen itself now the pathway of the the milk secretion is important the cells of the alveoli secrete milk which is stored in the cavities or the lumen of the alveoli the alveoli open into mammary tubules mammary tubules to so, the tubule of each lobe how many lobes are there 15 to 20 so the alveoli open into mammary tubules the tubules of each lobe join to form a mammary duct now several mammary ducts join to form a wider mammary ampulla so the wider part of the this pathway is the mammary ampulla the ampulla term refers to the wider part which is connected to the lactiferous duct from where the milk is sucked out part 3.3 gametogenesis part 3.3 the primary sex organs the testis in the males and the ovaries in the females produce 
gametes that is sperms and ovums respectively by the process called gametogenesis in testes the immature male germ cells produce sperm by spermatogenesis in testes immature immature male germ cells spermatogonia produce sperms by the process spermatogenesis that begins at puberty so the spermatogonia present on the inside wall the inner wall you can say the, the inside wall of the uh, seminiferous tubules multiply by mitotic division and increase the number of their number each spermatogonia is deployed and contain 46 chromosomes so some of uh, they are deployed so hence it, they, they it is very understood they will have 46 chromosome each uh, spermatogonia is deployed and contains 46 chromosome some of the spermatogonia uh, called primary spermatocytes periodically undergo meiosis the primary spermatocytes periodically undergo meiosis the primary spermatocytes completes the first meiotic division reduction division leading to formation of two equal haploid cells called the secondary spermatocytes so primary spermatocytes are deployed now they will do the first meiotic division to form two haploid cells they are the secondary spermatocyte which have only 23 to so half number of chromosome 23 the secondary spermatocyte undergo the second meiotic division to form four equal haploid spermatids so all in all cases only equal and cells uh, are cells are produced so four equal haploid spermatids so what will be the number of the chromosomes in the spermatids it will definitely be reduced to 23 like secondary spermatocytes did the first reduction division so their chromosome number is now haploid now in the second meiotic division it is equational division so there is no decrease in the number of chromosomes and it hence remains 23 that is haploid so the spermatids are transformed into the spermatozoa by the process called the spermiogenesis from immature spermatogonia to the formation of spermatid till this part is called the spermatogenesis now from spermatids to spermatozoa this process is called the spermiogenesis after spermiogenesis spermatids are embedded in the sertoli cells and are finally released from the seminiferous tubules by the process called spermiation the spermatogenesis starts at the age of puberty already mentioned starts at the age of puberty due to significant due to significant increase in the secretion of gonadotropin releasing hormone gnrh this if you recall is a hypothalamic hormone this increased level of the gnrh then acts at the anterior pituitary uh, then acts at the anterior pituitary and stimulates the secretion of two gonadotropins luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone the two uh, anterior pituitary adenohypophysis to release uh, two hormones the follicle stimulating and the hormone and the luteinizing hormone to so, luteinizing hormone lh l LH L LH L Leydig cells as L so LH cells uh, LH hormones that is luteinizing hormone uh, acts on the Leydig cells so LL uh, LH acts on Leydig cells whereas the FSH acts on the Sertoli cells so there is FSH F so then S Sertoli S for Sertoli S has FSH so and uh, FSH goes to uh, acts on the Sertoli cells, LH acts on the Leydig cells, and uh, LH uh, acts on Leydig cells and stimulates the secretion of the androgens. Androgens in turn stimulate the process of spermatogenesis. Androgen will stimulate the process of spermatogenesis. FSH acts on the Sertoli cells and stimulates the process of spermiogenesis. So FSH will stimulate spermiogenesis. 
LH will act on the Leydig cells and secrete androgen and this androgen will help in the process of the spermatogenesis. Let us examine the structure of the sperm in the microscopic structures. Com uh, now this structure is composed of head, uh, neck, middle piece, tail. The plasma membrane envelops the whole body of the sperm. The sperm heads contain an elongated haploid nucleus. The, uh, the nucleus is uh, elongated. Haploid is understood but the nucleus special, uh, speciality is elongated. The anterior portion of the is has a white uh, anterior portion of the anterior portion of, of this sperm is covered by a cap like structure. This is known as the acrosome. The acrosome is filled with enzymes. Uh, uh, the, one of the important enzymes is the hyaluronic dase. It has the hyaluronic acid, and uh, uh, the hyaluronic dase is the enzyme which uh, can degrade the hyaluronic acid. The acrosome is filled with enzymes that help in the fertilization of the sperm. The middle piece possesses numerous mitochondria which produce energy for the movement of the tail and facilitate sperm motility essential for fertilization. The human male ejaculates about 200 to 300 million sperms. 200 to 300 million sperms during aquitus of which uh, for uh, normal fertility at least 60% sperms must have the normal shape and size and at least 40% of them must show vigorous motility for normal fertility it must have 60% of the sperms of the 60% of the sperms must have the normal shape and size while the 40% of uh, the 40% of that 60% you see the 60% must have the normal shape and size out of that 60% the 40% you know must have the must have the vigorous motility sperms released from the seminiferous tubules are transported by the accessory ducts secretion of the epididym is vast difference uh, seminal vesicles and the prostate are essential for maturation and motility of the sperms the seminifer, uh, seminal, uh, seminal plasma along with the sperms constitute the semen the seminal plasma plus sperms equals to semen the functions of the male's accessory ducts and glands are maintained uh, testicular hormones androgen the androgen maintains all these functions the process of the formation of the mature uh, may now the process of the formation of the mature female gamete is called the oogenesis moving on to the female part uh, which is marked different from the spermatogenesis oogenesis see oogenesis is initiated during the embryonic development unlike that of the male embryonic development itself the starts um, this oogenesis process when a couple of million gametes called the mother cells uh, gamete mother cells oogonia is are formed within each formed within each fetal ovary formed within each fetal ovary the couple of these uh, gamete mother cells ugonia are formed within each fetal ovary. No more ugonia are formed and added after birth. No more ugonia are formed and added after birth. These cells start division and enter into the prophase 1 of the mutic divisions and get temporarily arrested. So they will start the cell division and get uh, temporarily arrested at the prophase 1 of the meiotic division and uh, temporarily arrested at that stage are called the primary oocytes. Those cells which are temporarily arrested at the prophase 1 stage uh, are called the primary oocyte. Each primary oocyte then gets surrounded by a layer of granulosa cells and is called the primary follicle. Large, a large number of these follicles degenerate during the phase uh, from birth to puberty. Therefore, at puberty, only 60,000 to 80,000 primary oocytes are present. 
at puberty each ovary will have 60000 to 80000 each ovary you see each ovary will have 60000 to 80000 uh, you see primary oocytes by the time you reach a uh, female reaches puberty maximum is that the 60000 to 80000 the primary follicles get surrounded by more layers of granulosa cells and the new theca uh, and are called the primary uh, follicles the secondary follicles soon transform into the tertiary follicle which is characterized by a fluid filled cavity called the antrum so it is also known as the andral follicle you see the first time antrum a cavity a fluid filled cavity occurs in uh, uh, you see the oocyte uh, it is it is uh, it is uh, the uh, the follicle it is called the uh, antral follicle or the tertiary follicle mm. the theca layer organized into an internal theca and external uh, internal theca is called the interna outside out uh, outer or the external theca is called the externa interna externa internal external so interna externa okay uh, moving on it is important to draw your attention that it is at this stage that the primary oocyte within the tertiary follicle grows in size and completes its first meiotic division so it was primarily uh, you see arrested at the prophase one stage during the embryo, uh, embryo formation from that time onwards the till today so you see the female reaches puberty and till today she um, by the first the first time uh, the uh, a female reaches puberty and her first time gametogenesis occurs or the oogenesis occurs now by this until uh, this time uh, it was uh, it was moving on and uh, com- uh, now when the tertiary follicle is mature then it will the oocyte inside the oocyte inside the follicle will move from the it will complete actually complete the uh, prophase uh, sorry the meiosis one the meiosis one will be totally completed now this is an interesting fact that it will not result in equal division like uh, it happened in uh, like it happened in the males where equal division occurred and produces equal haploid cells so here unequal division resulting in the formation of a large haploid secondary oocyte and a first it will have uh, also have a uh, you see tiny first polar body it is also called the first polar body the secondary oocyte retains the bulk of the nutrient rich cytoplasm of the primary oocyte so the entire bulk of this nutrient rich cytoplasm is with the primary of the primary oocyte is now is the with the secondary oocyte then the secondary oocyte is released as uh, during the process of the ovulation <laughs> the tertiary follicle further changes into the mature follicle so the transition from primary oocyte to the secondary oocyte will occur inside the tertiary follicle now tertiary follicle will change into mature follicle or the graafian follicle the most mature stage that is over the secondary uh, oocyte from from the forms a new membrane called the zonopellucida zona pellucida surrounding it the graafian follicle now ruptures to release the secondary oocyte from the ovary by the process called ovulation so now it will be released from the ovary and it will be now moving uh its its journey will start from the ovary to the fallopian tube and now we will move to the menstrual cycle to understand how this cyclical processes occurs uh, involving the ovary and the uterus also part 3.4 the menstrual cycle
the reproductive cycle in the female primates example monkeys apes human beings is called the menstrual cycle but in the case of the mammalian non primates say for example uh, tigers cats dogs you see uh, for example say others apart from you see the monkeys apes and gorillas and uh, human beings apart from them all other mammals will have the estrus cycle the o is silent o e s t r u s estrus cycle in case of mam- uh, human beings sorry primates will have the menstrual cycle so menstrual cycle is started by the uh, i mean the first menstruation begins at puberty and is called the menarche and the last menstruation which demarks the end uh, end of the menstrual cycle is called the menopause so it starts with menarche and ends with menopause one ovum is released by ovulation during the middle of each menstrual cycle so each menstrual cycle one ovum released the major events of the menstrual cycle are shown in the figure uh, the cycle starts with the menstrual phase when the menstrual flow occurs and it lasts for 3 to 5 days the menstrual flow results due to the breakdown of the endometrial lining of the uterus and the blood vessels which forms liquid that comes out through the vagina so what is uh, the menstrual flow results due to the breakdown of the endometrial lining of the uterus and the blood vessels which forms liquid and comes out through the vagina menstruation occurs uh, only occurs if released ovum is not fertilized so the reason is if the menstruation only occurs if the released ovum is not fertilized lack of menstruation may be indicative of the pregnancy however it may be also caused due to the underlying causes like stresses poor health etc the menstrual phase is uh, followed by the follicular phase during this phase the primary follicles of the ovary grow to become a um, fully mature graphic and follicle so if you start it will have the primary follicle then secondary follicle then antral of the tertiary follicle because it has the fluid first time it uh, the fu- uh, fluid filled antral cavity is formed so sorry antrum is formed so then antral follicle and then we have the most uh, fully mature graphene follicle from the graphene follicle at around the 14th uh, around 14th day of the menstrual cycle there will be ovulation ovulation so there will be an lh uh, luteinizing hormone surge which we will discuss and then there will be ovulation and then they, it will follow there is a luteal phase you see there is a luteal phase and then again there will be menstruation luteal phase is definitely for 14 days so the luteal phase is always constant it is always for the 14th days and it is uh, taken at an average of 28 days for each menstrual cycle mm. then um during this phase the primary follicles in the ovary that is during the follicular phase the primary follicles in the ovary grow to become a fully mature graphene follicle and tra- simultaneously endometrium of the uterus so the uh, primary follicle into graphene follicle is in the ovary and uterus regenerates through proliferation these changes in the ovary and the uterus are induced by the changes in the levels of the pituitary and ovarian hormones the pituitary hormones affects the ovaries and the ovarian hormones affects the uterus so understanding this clearly the pituitary hormones are affecting or acting on the ovaries ovary cells or whatever and the ovarian hormones are acting on the uterus so there is a cycle you see there is a chain process the secretions of the gonadotropins lh and fsh increases gradually during the follicular phase during the follicular phase there will be a gradual increase in the gonadotropin secretion levels the stimulates the follicular development as well as the secretion of the 
estrogen by the growing follicles so the estrogen secretion is by the growing follicles growing follicles will never secrete you see they will secrete progesterone will not well it is wrong to say that they will never secrete progesterone they will secrete but in lesser quantity the major is important the major is the estrogen so major will be estrogen secretion by the growing follicles during the follicular phase the main hormone that will be secreted by the ovary will be estrogen both lh and fsh attain a peak level in the middle of the cycle so both both lh and fsh will have a surge and uh, most commonly it is called surge for lh however both of them will attain a peak level at the middle of the cycle at about 14th day a rapid secretion of lh leading to its maximum level during mid cycle is called lh surge lh surge which induces rupture of the graafian follicle and thereby release of the ovum which is called ovulation so lh surge causes rupture of graafian follicle and thereby release of ovum called ovulation the ovulation ovulatory phase is followed by the luteal phase during which the remaining parts of the graafian follicle transform as the corpus luteum the fully mature was graafian follicle and then it's over now it will form it will show regressing development so it will you see uh, it will form corpus luteum which will be a large amount of progesterone will be secreted from this uh, corpus luteum now soon if there is no fertilization if there is no fertilization the corpus luteum will stop the secretion of the slowly it will stop the secretion of the progesterone and thereby it will form the corpus luteum will degrade so luteum is called because it is yellow in color then it will be called the corpus albicans and soon it will it will die uh, the corpus albicans is named as it is white uh, moving on the corpus luteum secretes large amount of progesterone which is essential for maintenance of the endometrium during the luteal phase the progesterone levels are very high i mean as compared to the estrogen the progesterone levels are high the such an endometrium is necessary for implantation of of the ovum uh, sorry not the ovum implantation of the blastocyst of the fertilized the fertilized ovum will result in the zygote and thereby formation of the blastocyst and such uh, endometrial lining developed endometrial lining is very necessary for implantation during pregnancy all events of the menstrual cycle stops and there is no menstruation during the pregnancy period uh, in the absence of the these endometrium leading to menstruation marking a new cycle in human beings menstrual cycle ceases around 50 years of age that is called the menopause cyclic menstruation is an indicative of the normal reproductive phase and extends between menarche to menopause moving on to the next part fertilization and implantation 3.5 during copulation and Uh, coitus the semen uh, is released from the penis into the vagina in semination the motile sperms swim rapidly pass through the cervix enter into the uterus and finally reach the ampullary region of the fallopian tube it it is not required for the sperm to travel all the way into the infundibulum it is not required so the egg egg is heavier from there you can remember the egg is heavier the egg will definitely travel lesser distance the sperms in that way are very light and more motile so it will travel a long distance from say it will travel from vagina 
to cervix then to uterus and then finally at the ampullary region the fertilization will occur the ovum released by the ovary is also transported to the ampullary region where fertilization takes place the fertilization takes place at the ampullary region the fertilization can only occur if the ovum and the sperms are transported simultaneously to the ampullary region this is the reason why not all copulations lead to fertilization and pregnancy the reason is fertilization can only occur if the ovum and the sperms are transported simultaneously to the ampullary region the process of the fusion of the sperm and the ovum is called the fertilization the fertilization uh, during fertilization a sperm comes in contact with the zona pellucida layer as you will remember the uh, secondary oocyte as it um, was released during the ovulation it was uh, it was mentioned that it will form a layer called the zona pellucida so during the fertilization the sperm has to come in the contact of the zona pellucida zona pellucida layer of the ovum and induce changes in the membrane that blocks the entry of additional sperms so never you believe here that there are two sperms fertilizing a single ova because of this that there is this zona pellucida layer by at the moment that moment a sperm comes uh, in the contact with the zona pellucida layer of the ovum and induces changes in the membrane it blocks the entry of the additional sperms thus it ensures that only one sperm can uh, fertilize ovum the secretion of the acrosome helps in the helps the sperm to enter into the cytoplasm of the ovum so there are also other cells the uh, the sperm has to compete and then there are many cells called the cells of the corona radiata so the sperm has to first use its acrosome and enzymes and all that to destroy the cells of the corona radiata and pierce through it and then finally come in contact with the zona pellucida layer then it will uh, cause membrane changes chemical uh, changes in the membrane which will uh, stop additional sperms from coming in uh, by coming in contact and it will allow only the headpiece of the not the headpiece only the nucleus you see only the nucleus will be allowed to enter into the ovum and then listen this induces the completion of the meiotic division now see as the sperm i mean nucleus the sperm nucleus will enter into the cyto uh, into the ovum cytoplasm it will the nucleus of the ovum will then complete its meiotic division and then it will produce then again there will be unequal division it will produce a second polar body which will be very tiny and it will get lost but there will be a huge uh, haploid ovum the finally uted haploid ovum is formed soon the haploid nucleus of the sperm and the ovum will fuse together and form the diploid zygote two zygotes finally formed so how many chromosome will there be in the zygote now see the maternal chromosomes will be 23 and the paternal chromosomes will be from that is from the sperms paternal chromosomes and maternal chromosomes that is already uh, in the ovum that will be 23 and here 23 that will make um, 23 pairs that is diploid condition the mitotic division and the zygote starts as the zygote moves through the isthmus of the oviduct called cleavage the division is called cleavage because um, there is only reduction in the cytoplasm the cleavage divisions are very fast because the cells will not increase their cytoplasmic mass the 
the cells will only get reduced in the cytoplasmic that is you see the nucleus to cytoplasmic ratio was very high in the zygote because of the unequal divisions earlier in the ovum so the cytoplasm was extremely high so now the cytoplasm cytoplasmic divisions are not required so this, uh, this um, the cleavage divisions will occur very fast only the karyokin uh, only the um, nucleus will divide and then the cell walls will form i mean uh, sorry not cell walls the cells will get separated but cytoplasmic increase will not occur the embryo with 8 to 16 blastomeres this each cell is called a blastomere is called the modula the modula continue to dry uh, divide further and transform into a blastocyst as it moves into the uterus the blastomere of the blastocysts are arranged into the outer layer is called the trophoblast and the inner forms the inner group of cells forms the inner cell mass the trophoblast layer then get attached to the endometrium and the inner cell mass and uh, gets differentiated as the embryo inner cell mass get differentiated in the embryo and the outer trophop- trophoblast cells get attached to the endometrium so why will it get attached to the endometrium so that it can derive the nutrition from the mother's body the growing embryo will require it uh, will need it so, so. as a result the blastocyst becomes embedded in the endometrium of the uterus this is called the implantation and leads to the you know pregnancy this is called the implantation as the trophoblast layer uh, gets embedded into the Uh, as it will get attached to the uterine layer the uterine cells will cover it uh, from, from everywhere see so then it will just get embedded you see like uh, into the endometrium of the uterus then this process is called the implantation and finally it will lead to pregnancy the part 3.6 pregnancy and the embryonic development after implantation finger like projections appear on the trophoblast called the chorionic villi it will form the it will be formed from the uterus so the finger like projection of the chorionic villi will appear on the trophoblast cells which will be surrounded which is surrounded by the uterine tissue the uterine tissue will surround the chorionic villi chorionic villi will be formed the trophoblast cells sorry the chorionic chorionic villi will form the from the trophob trophoblast cells it will have the finger like projection which will be surrounded by the uterine tissue and maternal blood the chorionic villi and the uterine tissue will form the become interdigited you see like the fingers if you uh, put the left fingers into the right fingers into the like it will be interdigited like that the chorionic villi will have finger like positions so the inter uterine tissue will come into the gaps uh, you form a uh, in get uh, like your fingers can get interdigited if you put your fingers one on top of the other uh, that process you see finger uh, interdigited and it will form the with each other and jointly form a structural and functional unit it's called the placenta so the unit has two parts from the embryo the chorionic villi and the uterine tissue from the maternal body it will form the placenta the placenta facilitates the supply of oxygen nutrients to the embryo also removal of carbon dioxide excretory waste materials produced by the embryo the placenta is connected to the embryo through the umbilical cord which helps in the uh, transport of the substances to and from the embryo placenta connected to the embryo through the umbilical cord the inner cell mass will form the embryo so the placenta has to connect to the embryo inside the uh, the developing blastocyst so it will form a 
cord like uh, structure that is called the umbilical cord cord not like cord like structure it is definitely a cord structure so it is called the umbilical cord which helps in the transport of substances to and fro from the embryo now placenta placenta also acts as an endocrine tissue and produces several hormones like human chorionic gonadotropin hcg human human placental lactogen hpl estrogen progesterone etc so in the later phase of the pregnancy a hormone called relaxin is also secreted by the ovary ovary now this relaxin will be secreted by ovary however the placenta is also an endocrine tissue the hcg hpl estrogen progesterone all be secreted from the placenta but later stages of the pregnancy relaxin gets secreted from ovary let us remember remember very um, well that hcg hpl and relaxin are produced in women only during pregnancy not any other time see hcg hpl will be secreted by the placenta relaxin will be secreted by the ovary only during pregnancy in addition during pregnancy the levels of the other hormones like estrogen progesterone cortisol prolactin thyroxine is also very 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 high very very high increased several folds in the maternal blood <coughs> increased production of these hormones is essential for supporting the fetal growth metabolic changes in the mother and maintenance of the pregnancy fetal growth metabolic changes in the mother and maintenance of pregnancy so hcg hpl and relaxin will be required other than this uh, only during pregnancy and other than this during the pregnancy the estrogen progesterone cortisol prolactin thyroxine all will uh, rise very high what do you think the prolactin is required for it will be necessary for the development of the mammary glands and synthesis of the milk synthesis of the milk development of the prolactin uh, you see prolactin is mainly required for the development of the mammary gland and oxytocin is uh, required for the secretion of the milk so prolactin will be necessary for the development of the mammary gland and uh, actually not for the secretion of the milk not for the secretion of the milk the milk secretion will be due to the oxytocin now thyroxine is required uh, as the mother body will support both the both her body itself and also the child's body so the bmr the basal metabolic rate will increase definitely so thyroxine will increase immediately after implantation the inner cell mass embryo differentiate into an outer layer of ectoderm inner layer of endoderm and in, in between has the mesoderm the mesoderm soon appears in between the ectoderm and the endoderm soon appears later it will appear later but it will appear soon the three layers give rise to all tissues organs in the adult it needs to be mentioned that here that the inner cell mass contains cells called the stem cells which have potency to give rise to all tissues that is why stem cells are stored it will give rise to all tissues and organs stem cells it is from the inner cell mass inner cell mass has some cells called the stem cells which has the potential to give rise to all kind of tissues and organs so these stem cells are preserved nowadays so that in case any organs gets accidentally damaged or whatever so these cells can be used to replace the uh, what are the, what are the major features of the embryonic development at the plans of the pregnancy answer the human pregnancy lasts 9 months you see in humans after one month of pregnancy the embryo uh, the embryo heart is formed the first sign of the growing fetus may be noticed by the listening to the heart sound very carefully to the rest do see there is a difference two, two different terms i am uh, saying that is uh, embryo and fetus 
to the embryo is for the initial part the inner cell mass will initially form the embryo that part is called the embryo then soon as the embryo gets more mature and mature its in size increases and more development occurs it will be called as fetus the first sign of the growing fetus may be noticed by listening to the heart sound carefully through the stethoscope by the end of the second month of the pregnancy fetus develops limbs and digits so the fingers and the limbs will all get developed by the second month by the end of the 12 weeks that is the four months that is the first trimester there are three trimesters so first trimester second trimester third trimester three months one trimester second six months second trimester nine months complete three trimester completes that's sorry third trimester is completed you see so 12 weeks you see four week will be one month so 12 weeks three months so that is first trimester most of the major organ development is formed major organ development everything organ systems formed so now the first movement of the fetus and the appearance of the hair on the head uh, actually during the fifth month the first movement of the fetus during the fifth month by the end of the 24 weeks so how it is 24 weeks you see six months that is the end of the second trimester the second trimester body is covered with uh, covered with a fine hair 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 that is called a lanugo and eyelids will separate so eyelashes are formed eyelashes also formed by the 24 weeks by the end of the ninth month of the pregnancy fetus is fully developed and ready for development delivery sorry. <coughs> so you see there are three trimesters uh, each trimester takes three months so in the first month you see first month it will form the embryo's heart second month by the end of the second month there will be the limbs and digits will develop by the end of the third month that is the first trimester or you can say 12 weeks the major organ systems of the body will be formed then for example the limbs the external genitalia organs and uh, all are formed the first movement of the fetus and appearance of the hair all of the body hair on the head sorry hair on the head will uh, are usually observed during the fifth month by the end of about 24 weeks second trimester that is six months the body is covered with fine hair lanugo eyelids separate eyelashes formed by the end of the nine month as you all know end of pregnancy gestation period is over now time for parturition and that is delivery of the baby moving on to the last part parturition and lactation average duration of the human pregnancy is about nine months which is called the gestation period vigorous contraction of the uterus at the end of the pregnancy causes expulsion but or the delivery of the baby this process of the delivery of the fetus is called the parturition the parturition is induced by a complex neuroendocrine mechanism it is both neuro and endocrine integrated neuroendocrine mechanism the signals of the parturition originate from originate from fully developed fetus and the placenta which induce mild uterine contractions called the fetal ejection reflex this triggers the release of oxytocin from the maternal pituitary 
oxytocin acts on the uterine muscles and causes stronger uterine contraction which in turn stimulates further secretion of oxytocin so oxytocin from the maternal pituitary will come that is from the neurohypophysis oxytocin will attack uh, will act on the uh, uterine muscles and cause further stronger contraction the cycle will continue so more contraction more oxytocin more oxytocin more contraction and this all the stimulatory reflex between the uterine and, uh, contraction and the oxytocin secretion continues resulting in stronger and stronger and stronger contraction so this uh, leads to the expulsion of the baby and also you know see the relaxin is also secreted by the ovary during the uh, end of the pregnancy which will cause the relax uh, of the cervical canal which will allow ease of the delivery of the baby this will lead to the expulsion of the baby to the birth canal you see birth canal cervical canal plus vagina birth canal protrusion soon after the infant is delivered placenta is also expelled to the uterus it will get a very few minutes after which the placenta will also be expelled the mammary glands in the female undergo differentiation during pregnancy and start producing milk towards the end of the pregnancy this process is called the lactation now the lactation period will start there is an important fact that all the um, it is a natural contraceptive measure during the lactation period you see lactational period acts as a nat natural contraceptive method that is known as lactational amenorrhea this helps the uh, by the way the this the lactation period helps the lactation that helps the mother in feeding the newborn the milk produced the milk produced in the initial few days of the lactation is called colostrum which contains very several antibodies like iga absolutely essential for the development resistance in the newborn babies breastfeeding during the initial period of the infant growth is recommended by doctors for bringing a healthy baby thank you for listening so thank you this shit helps everybody thank you